I thought this was really good and important because with this idea of striving to be an alpha male, striving to always be dominant and always in control of everything, these expectations of what it means to be masculine or seeing that this is the ideal of what you should be is going to wear you out. It's going to destroy you. <laughs> like clearly even here in this example. What up, black man? Welcome to the Beneficial Black Man Podcast, where we focus on helping black men to overcome mediocrity, to become beneficial for their community by discussing faith, creativity, personal development, and mental and emotional health management. I'm your host, Jamile Calpin. So I'm in a different setup right now. So if this looks <laughs> a little strange, I apologize. How are you guys doing? I hope you are doing well, staying safe, finding time for an emotional release valve, and protecting your mental mental. Let's just jump into it. I think this is episode 45. We are making our way. Thank you uh, up front. Thank you for all of those who continue to like the content, who um, share, who've subscribed. I really, really do appreciate it. And uh, comment and all the interactions and things that you all do. Again, I really, really, really do appreciate it. Making our way to the next milestone. So we already crossed 100. Trying to get to 250 so that we can get to 500 and then so on and so forth. Please like, share, and subscribe and all of those things. So we're gonna jump in uh, doing the, the mental and emotional well-being check for myself, starting with the highs, the lows, if I created anything, all that stuff before we jump into today's topic, which the way I kind of described it. So so what I do is for these podcasts is that I write down like in a, in a note app that I have different things I wanna talk about or things that are like really on my mind. So sometimes it might just be a phrase or just a word or something like that. So what I wrote down for this one was for why guys don't really want to be an alpha male. So that's what I wrote down and that's what we're gonna talk about later on in the episode. But first let's do do, do the mental and emotional health check-in. So starting with the high. The big high that I had was finding friends from like high school or college, finding that they have uh, Twitch channels. I think it's really cool. <laughs> so I've there are a couple of people from high school that I knew who are into music and art and stuff like that, that I follow them on Instagram now and on Twitch. And it's just really cool to see that these people are still uh, passionate about the things that they're doing and making time for it, making time for their creativity, making time for the things that they love and things that they you know care about. Sitting there watching them create and um, make art was really, really cool. So I've watched a couple of uh, pieces of streams because sometimes we'll be streaming for a real long time. And so, you know, I, I can only watch for so much, but I, I'm glad that I was able to find that. And I'm glad that I'm able to support uh, people I know that way. So creatively, whatever they're doing, I'm, I'm grateful that I can, even if it's just to put a like on uh, an Instagram post or following their, their channel on Twitch and joining in during a stream or something like that. Like, I really appreciate that. And it's also kind of inspiring for me, not necessarily go and make music, you know, but for me to continue to do the things that I'm passionate about and the things that I'm interested in, in the creating that I'm doing. As you all know, I encourage, encourage, encourage creativity, especially as black men, we need to embrace our creativity and use it for good, <laughs> for, use it for good, for good, like it's a superpower. Because it is, creativity is a, is a superpower that I, I believe God has given all men and women. And um, if we don't use it, it hinders us from being fully satisfied in this in this life. And so I really encourage us to use creativity to be beneficial men, to become beneficial men, and also to help us manage our mental and emotional health. So creativity is definitely uh, a tool that I'm gonna, I continue to strongly encourage and will continue to strongly encourage, especially on this channel. The low, okay, so the low from the last time 
from last episode. This may sound really stupid, <laughs> but it, it really, it really kind of bugged me. And I really needed my wife to help me kind of navigate that. But we ordered dinner from Olive Garden. <laughs> we ordered dinner from Olive Garden a couple of Sundays ago. And we were really excited about it and getting the food and stuff. And so I went to go pick it up, got everything. I checked the food to make sure that everything was right in there. Drove all the way back to our house and started taking out the food and getting ready to eat. And then I realized they forgot the breadsticks. <laughs> they forgot the breadsticks. And you know, like for Olive Garden, regardless of what you get, the breadsticks are good and the salad is good. Those are usually two staple things that are consistent at most Olive Gardens. I was just really, really upset about that. And I, I try to work through not being so hard on myself. It's something I'm learning to deal with in the process more effectively because uh, I, I really can especially if I'm trying to do something nice for my wife like getting dinner and something like that I can be really 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 hard on myself and not always in a constructive way and sometimes it can lead to like spiraling down you know, a lot of negative negative thinking negative talking that's not good it's not healthy and it doesn't help me to show up for my wife it doesn't help me to be healthy myself or to even continue to to show up as a beneficial man. You know, she kind of helped me navigate that it's really not that big of a deal. And what, what was more important is that we were spending time together and that we, the food was right. So we had the food and we had all this stuff. And also like my wife pointed out that we're trying to eat better anyway. So a little less white bread wouldn't really hurt us. So, I mean, we enjoyed the rest of the night, but it, it, it really, ah, that really, like stuff like that really bothers me. Like for example, if I'm driving somewhere and I get turned around, it really makes me frustrated that I like wasted gas. <laughs> I wasted gas and I wasted time. If I went the wrong way or Google Maps freaks out or something like that, like stuff like that, wasting time and wasting resources really, really bothers me. But I'm trying to work through that and actually come from a, a better perspective and come from a perspective of abundance and not lack. Because sometimes I think the the heart of that, especially when it comes to like gas and stuff like that, it's kind of coming from a place of like penny pinching. And I'm really not trying to be about that life anymore. And I don't think any of us should. Not to say that we should be um, reckless with our resources or reckless with our finances, but I think it's healthy and it's good for us to work on building an abundant mindset so that we can make room for more and so that we don't have to be money misers or like hold on in, in tie fear to finances because that's not healthy. And I know that's something that I've wrestled with and that I've struggled with for a while, but I know that's not what God wants for me. Like if I believe God is who he says he is, if I believe he's my heavenly father, if he's the most high and he's the one that I trust in to supply all my needs, I believe he's not going to run out. So why am I freaking out about that stuff? Again, I don't think that that idea excuses mismanagement of resources. Not at all. But to like really, really get anal about stuff isn't good. You know, I don't want to be bound by that. I don't want to be bound thinking about 30 cents or 50 cents or whatever. I, I don't want to do that. I want to be free to know like it's OK. I got turned around. I got lost or whatever. <clears throat> or I went the long way, whatever. Like it's OK. I'm going to be OK. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not that big of a deal. But anyways. So, yeah, that, that was the low creating. The most creating that I did was the last episode or installment of the create space. I think that was create space number five, just writing. Other than that, I really haven't been doing that much creating. Like the past week or so, I was sort of on a fast, like a content fast. And I was really just spending time in meditation and in prayer, trying to get some more clarity in my life. And so I, I was journaling and writing and stuff like that, but not really creating anything just because 
I wanted to sit in silence. Sometimes we uh, consume too much, and then sometimes we, we can also be talking too much, for the lack of better words, in regards to creating. So I wanted to like kind of stop and make sure I, I sort of got to a, a good place and kind of filled myself back up so that I could be in a better place to create and to share things, and then also to have a better perspective on what I'm consuming. Because again, there's there's so much stuff. <laughs> there's so much stuff that we can consume online. And I'm really, really trying to stay focused and not get caught up consuming too much stuff. Really ignoring certain like YouTube suggestions or ignoring all of the ads that you see for all these streaming platforms and stuff like that. Like, no, nah, like there are things that I'm trying to accomplish in my life and not everything is going to help me to do that. So I'm trying to commit to the things that are really going to help me get there, you know? So yeah, not much, not much creating, but... Uh, the create space, which right now we're doing it Wednesday evenings around like 830, just for like 30 minutes or so. So if you want to join me in creating, if you have something that you want to work on during that time, hey, go for it. Again, I, I think you only need, you don't need a lot of time to create something, even if it's music. I used to do this challenge um, when I was producing music or whatever. I did this 15 minute challenge where I would set 15 minutes, like an alarm or timer or whatever, and like whatever beat I can make in 15 minutes. And I've set up rubrics for myself. Like it had to have like an intro, an outro, and then like two or three verses and a chorus or something like that. Anyways, that was fun. I mean, some instrumentals were okay. Others were not so good, you know, but it was just the idea of the discipline. And so 15 minutes actually can be a long time. And if you feel like you're strapped for time, like if you don't have a lot of time, you can maximize 15 minutes with creating something. So if you want to join me and write something, go for it. If you want to join me and draw something, go for it. If you have music that you want to work on in that 30 minute window, go for it. You know, whatever you want to do that's creative for you. And if you want that, use that time as an emotional release valve, go for it. You can just join me online and um, hey, I'm going to be playing some music. I'll be writing. It should be fun. Anyways, all right, moving on to the main thing that I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> One of the things that I'm learning most about being married is how important it is to actually serve those around you. And I feel like I had an understanding about that before I got married. I think that may have just came from like I was I was in a fraternity in college and part of what we would do is be like service and community service. And I think in most churches, in most religious uh, organizations, there is encouragement to serve serve your community, serve your God, whatever, serving. Service is really important. A thought that I was having while I was serving my wife, I can't even remember what it was that I was doing, but realizing that there are a lot of guys who don't really want to serve people, but they want the benefit of what may be equated to that. So like there are men who want wealth, who want women, who want notoriety and respect and all these things, but they don't really want to do the work to get it. So they ascribe to this idea of being an alpha male or red pill or whatever. And so they may do some work, you know, fitness and stuff like that, working on their finances or whatever. But when it actually comes down to treating people well or benefiting other people, that part can sometimes be left out. If you really want to be a beneficial man, you have to serve other people. Even when you don't feel like serving people, you kind of got to show up. With that comes benefits, you know, like not only in relationships, but I would say like in your career in your place in society. Having a servant's heart and even being a servant leader has an impact on the way that you influence those around you. But for a lot of people who want to just be considered an alpha male or whatever and just dominant and running everything, very often I feel like they just they just want to reap all of the rewards without the work. 
And so like I wrote some notes and really I was just, I don't think a lot of guys, they really don't want to be leaders. You know, they don't really want to be actual alpha men, mainly because they have the wrong understanding of what it means and what it takes to be a real leader. Let's do some quick definitions, right? So alpha male from dictionary.com, a male animal having the highest rank in a dominant hierarchy, the most dominant, powerful, or assertive man in a particular group, Merriam-Webster, dominant male. The thing is, <laughs> whenever people like to keep using this this uh, description of an alpha male, I think it's, I, I don't really like it. I don't, I don't consider myself an alpha male and I have no interest of being an alpha male because I'm not an animal. <laughs> like alpha males, very often that reference comes from the animal kingdom and I'm not an animal. And neither are you. If you're watching this, more than likely, you're a human being. That's just my opinion and my thought that human beings and animals are not the same. And I know scientists and evolution and stuff like that. That can be a whole other discussion. But we like to, in that realm, if you want to call it manosphere or whatever, in this dialogue of masculinity and what men are, like to reference this, to say like, oh, this is just genetics. This is men are supposed to be like this, alpha males or whatever. But like, no. <laughs> and in my opinion, no, it's not like that. Like we're not animals and we're not moving in a community, in a society that requires a dominant hierarchy. I think the powers that be want to force us into that and have been doing a pretty good job of forcing us into that kind of hierarchy and forcing us into that kind of culture and society at the detriment of all those involved. You know, here, I'm gonna read some something real quick from Wikipedia. So when you search alpha male, what comes up is, what came up for me was dominance hierarchy. It says alpha male redirects here. Okay. In biology, a dominance hierarchy, formerly and colloquially called a pecking order, is a type of social hierarchy that arises when members of animal social groups interact, creating a ranking system. A dominant higher ranking individual is sometimes called an alpha, and the submissive lower ranking individual, a beta. Different types of interactions can, can result in dominance, dominance depending on the species, including ritualized displays of aggression or direct physical violence. In social living groups, members are likely to compete for access to limited resources and mating opportunities. Rather than fighting each time they meet, relative rank is established between individuals of the same sex, with higher ranking individuals often gaining more access to resources and meets. Based on repetitive interactions, a social order is created that is subject to change each time a dominant animal is challenged by a subordinate one. So a couple of things, and this this is turning into a rant, so <laughs> just follow me. Um, a couple of things when it talks about the access to limited resources and mating opportunities. Again, I believe that we're supposed to be coming from a place of abundance, thought and a mindset of abundance. And when you force scarcity, which again, I think the powers that be do that to everybody else, then yeah, you're trying to force people to act like animals. You're trying to force people into a pecking order. But that was never the case. You know, that that's not the case. Like even with the way I believe how the Most High designed mankind, we're all supposed to be brothers and sisters. There may be somebody that leads, that may be in charge and have responsibility, but that doesn't mean that they're the more dominant one, so to speak. You have more responsibility, you're supposed to take care of stuff. You know, like if you have brothers and sisters, you may have an older brother or older sister. She's the one that's responsible or he's the one that's responsible when the parents are out. But that doesn't mean that they're any better than you. You know, you're you're still siblings. You still care for one another. You should still love one another, you know. But in this society, they like to get rid of that. You know, like how can we set violence between people? How can we set favoritism between people? And there's a lot of 
rhetoric and talk out there that tries to get men to believe that this is how we have to thrive in society. We have to fight one another in various forms, whether it's physically or financially or whatever. Like we have to do this so that one, we can get all the money and two, we can get all the ladies. And again, it's detrimental. <laughs> it's, it's detrimental. And it also makes what we perceive in society, in, in that what's in our community as just riches, you know, like objects of to be conquered, to like hoard up, you know? So like when you look at women, they're not people, <laughs> you know, they're not people. And I talked about this in a previous uh, video about platonic relationships. You don't look at them as people. You see them as prizes. Same thing with cars, money, or anything else. How, you know, the house that you have, whatever. All these things are just prizes to supposedly to help reinforce your pecking order, your your position in this, this animal social hierarchy. But no, it's not about that. I am totally against that. <laughs> I think as beneficial men, we should be creating a community and an atmosphere for all of us to thrive so that there doesn't have to be any infighting. This idea of alphas and betas. No, you just get rid of all of that. We're all just beneficial. We're all benefiting one another. And if we are all doing that, we're all getting from one another. That abundance, there is no scarcity. Everybody gets what they need. Here's a definition of the word dominance in, re in relation to its dominance hierarchy. Dominance is an individual's preferential access to resources over another based on coercive capacity, based on strength, threat, and intimidation, compared to prestige, persuasive capacity based on skills, abilities, and knowledge. A dominant animal is one whose sexual, feeding, aggressive, and other behavior patterns subsequently occur with relatively little influence from other group members. Subordinate animals are, are opposite. Their behavior is submissive and can be relatively easily influenced or inhibited by other group members. So yes, of course, when you define things like this way, nobody, most men don't want to be considered submissive or a subordinate or a beta because you don't want the idea it's like I'm being influenced or, you know, somebody's uh, leading me. Well, the reality is we all are. <laughs> At some level, we are all influenced. You're influenced by the suggested videos that appear to the right of your YouTube, of this YouTube video. We're always being influenced. We're always being directed or encouraged to, to do this or to do that all the time. For you to think, well, nobody influences me, that makes me better, it's like, no. Maybe you have a certain level of self-control. Sure, okay. But again, we're all brothers and sisters. We're all brothers, we're all the same. <laughs> you know, we all struggle and wrestle with a lot of the same stuff. And if we're trying to be beneficial for our community, for ourselves and for each other, we need to respect that about each other. We need to respect that, hey, if somebody has a strength here, somebody's weak here, let's help one another. Not let's compete and then I'm now I'm gonna dominate you and you have to be subject to me. No, that's how a lot of these guys on the internet are making so much money. <laughs> because they're forcing guys to believe that they are subordinate, that they are weaker, that they aren't good enough as they are. Wearing down, probably somebody's already weakened and worn down self-esteem. It's not really benefiting anybody. They're, they're taking advantage of you, you know? Like one other thing I wanted to note, and then I'm gonna hit the rest of my, my notes, is that in this system of being an alpha male, and I know there are people who are probably like, that's not really what alpha male means, da da da, da whatever. This is probably the most consistent things that I've seen, you know. But in this article, it talks about some of the costs of being an alpha in, in this segment, and I'll put it on the screen. But it says, talking about wild baboons, since again, this is the animal kingdom. And you know, 
Baboons are mammals. So let's see. In wild male baboons, the highest ranking male, also known as the alpha, experiences high levels of both testosterone and glucocorticoid, which indicates that high ranking males undergo higher levels of stress, which reduces fitness. Reduced health and longevity occurs because these two hormones have immunosuppressant activity, which reduces survival and presents opportunities for parasitic, parasitic infection and other health risks. This reduced fitness due to the alpha position results in individuals maintaining high rank for shorter periods of time and having an overall reduced health and longevity from the physical strain and cost of the position. I thought this was really good and important because with this idea of striving to be an alpha male, striving to always be dominant and always in control of everything, these expectations of what it means to be masculine or seeing that this is the ideal of what you should be is gonna wear you out. It's gonna destroy you. <laughs> like clearly even here in this example related to the animal kingdom, being the alpha in this sense is actually detrimental to you. Sure, you may have fanfare and quote unquote success for a period of time, but it's going to wear you out. <laughs> it's going to destroy you. And if you don't learn, again, I believe, if you don't learn to become beneficial, if you don't learn to mature and actually realize that it's not about me being at the top. It's not about me being dominant. Humans are created to be interdependent. We need one another. We have to work together. That is how we thrive, not by being at the top of a mountain, beating our chest, saying that we are superior to everyone around us. And even as I mentioned, if you if you have this mindset that it's a pecking order, this this hierarchy of the best at the top and everybody else below is submissive, even in this description of this hierarchical ranking system, there's always somebody trying to take your spot so that you're always in competition. You're always fighting for resources. You're always fighting for this, fighting for that. And you like always have to look over your shoulder. You can't you can't rest. You can't be healthy. You can't really be whole because you're always striving to be the dominant one. That's not the goal. <laughs> the goal, I believe, the goal that the Most High has for us, particularly as men, is for us to just be our best selves, to be our best and most beneficial selves so that we can be beneficial and healthy for ourselves and have long life and also to be a blessing for those around us so that we can live for glory, for good and for joy. But if we are listening to this idea, if we are listening to these concepts that push us to this limit, this animalistic limit, it's destroying us. It's eating away at our mental health. It's eating away at our emotional health, our emotional self-esteem. Because if you keep thinking or seeing yourself as a subordinate or a beta, you beat yourself up. Or if you see yourself as an alpha and you see everybody else as a beta or subordinate, now you're mistreating those who are supposed to be in your community that you're supposed to serve. That again, as humans, we we're supposed to be in an interdependent community. Now you're gonna have animosity and negativity towards those who could actually help you and benefit you and bless you. So this whole concept, this whole construct is destructive. It's not beneficial. And again, I understand the reality is most guys just want to reap the benefits of being a so-called alpha, which is, again, sex, attention, notoriety, all the things that they sell us on online. But the thing is, a lot of those guys don't really want to do the necessary work to be a healthy and beneficial leader. And the most important thing to that is service. It requires you being proactive. It requires you being vigilant. It requires you being kind. It requires you serving when you may not feel like serving. 
And sometimes maybe it's experiencing thanklessness. So say you are trying to help someone, whether it's friends, family, um, a significant other, your own children may not get a thank you for it. But if you're committing to being a beneficial leader and a beneficial man for your community, you do it anyway. You serve anyway. You show up anyway. You pay attention to all the little things so that your family's okay, so that your brother's okay, so that you're okay. It's not just about, all right, what do I have to do so that I can get at the top so I can get all these things? No. What do I need to do so that I can be my best self, so I can live for glory and for good, so I can make sure others are okay, the people in my community are okay? It's a different mindset. It's a different perspective of how we should approach things. This post that I saw uh, on the YouTube feed comes from Zara Hairston, and I'll put it on the screen here. <laughs> and it says, all roles come with responsibilities, not just privileges. Careful of those who only want the privileges. And I thought that was so profound and so relevant to this. Because again, there are a lot of people who want the privileges of being a leader or being an alpha, but they don't want the responsibilities that come with it. You want a great and amazing wife that, you know, this idea that you want a woman that's like low key, like a nymphomaniac, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that will readily just do anything and everything for you. First, that's not real. Because <laughs> again, I mean, not to say that I think there are women who may or people in general who may struggle with nymphomania, whatever. But this idea that they are like Stepford wives just waiting out there for you, whether you're in the United States or you're being a passport bro and you're going some other places, it's not true. No matter how much money you have or whatever, like women are still humans. They're people. <laughs> and if you want an actual happy, healthy relationship that is normal, you have to show up a particular way. And like I talked about in, an, in another uh, podcast episode about uh, referencing that article, The Rise of Lonely Men, emotional intelligence is one of those things. You need to be able to emotionally relate to your, your significant other. You need to be able to show up and serve in ways that makes her feel comfortable, makes her feel safe, makes her feel loved and appreciated. That's important. Again, in almost any relationship, if you want to, even if you want a healthy platonic relationship with, with, a, with a brother, like... It's a give and take. There's respect. There's mutual understanding. There's actually listening, you know, and supporting one another. All those things are important. You can't just say like, oh yeah, I'm I'm this or I'm that. And you just only reap the privileges of it, but you don't actually show up and do the work. It doesn't work like that in real life. A lot of people want to tell you that and give you this idea that that's how it goes, but it's not true. <laughs> Especially if, again, if you want like a realistic, healthy relationship. No, it requires you to show up. It requires you to be your best self and to love and to serve. It takes consistent work to actually show up and be beneficial for those around you, even for yourself. How you steward and manage your own self, your own kingdom, your own personal kingdom can reflect on how you treat others under your care or influence. I think the book of Proverbs is, is great, and I would recommend any of you to read it as often as you can. Um, there's a proverb, it's Proverbs 25, verse 28 in the Bible. It says, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. I really like this and I really like the book of Proverbs. But yeah, when I'm talking about having self-control and being able to manage your own kingdom, you know, jokingly and somewhat not jokingly, even within our community, we like to call one another kings and queens. I think that's a cool thing to say to one another. But if you are trying to be a king, you're going to be judged based off of how you run your kingdom. And again, your first kingdom is yourself. So if you don't take care of yourself, physically, emotionally, mentally, 
financially? Why would somebody want to join your kingdom? Why would somebody want to trust you with their kingdom? You have to have rule over yourself. You have to be beneficial to yourself first before you can be beneficial to anyone else. Sometimes people want to look the part without actually doing it. So yeah, you might get in shape, you might buy nice clothes, you know, jewelry, whatever. And you may look like you're wealthy or you look like you're well put together. But when you're really tested and you're really put in a situation where you have to show up, all of that stuff that you put on top, it's going to go away. So you need to make sure that you're okay on the inside. And again, that's what I'm saying there. I think there are a lot of guys who desire this position of being an alpha or being a great man or being a king, but aren't really willing to do the work that's necessary to be in that actual leader position, to actually get the benefits or even earn the benefits. Very often, our natural inclination is to lean towards ease and pleasure. But to be a beneficial man, it requires us to do things that may be difficult and uncomfortable, whether it's remembering to take out the trash out every week, making sure you're watching your words when you speak to others, or speaking up for others or yourself when necessary. It's not always easy but it is worth it. There's fulfillment in serving well. So, I mean, that's it. That's really what I wanted to kind of rant about. It's just this idea of like, I see it, you know, I'm sure you do too. It's everywhere online. This idea of whether it's a high value man or alpha man or whatever. Again, that's why I push this idea of being a beneficial man. But no, it's, it's important that we really work on and focus on becoming beneficial again for ourselves first and then for those around us. Thanks for watching the episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you like the content, please like, share, and subscribe. Let me know what's something that you kind of struggle with. Struggle with in the sense of like being beneficial to yourself. Like what's that thing that you know that if I really want to be good to myself, where do I need to show up consistently at? Whether that's in your diet, whether that's making sure you get to work on time, whether that's making sure you have time for an emotional release valve. Let me know what's an area that you know I need to be more consistent at. I need to be more consistent at so that I can be beneficial for myself. Let me know in the comments. Black man, you're called for more than mediocre living. You're here for a purpose, to live for glory and for the good of others. Let's do the work and keep choosing to become beneficial for our community. I believe in you. Until next time, go make something for yourself, of yourself, and for glory and for good. Protect your mental mental and find time for an emotional release valve. Peace.